ghost what's the ghost because or let me put it like this what is the good news of Christ what is the Christian message when we talk about repentance it has to do with opening your mind to the good news the Christian message what is the message of Christians yesterday we went to evangelism and we had I had we had such a great conversion yesterday that touched me so much and Ekanka um, um, member <laughs> he told me he's an elderly man he said I just pulled out from Ekanka I've never been to church in my life before what is church about if you ask that question what will you take he said convince me why I should not go back to Ekanka are you following me? He said, why shouldn't I ask me, why shouldn't I go back to Eka? And I sat in that and I began to explain the gospel to him. Then I asked him, sir, do you believe? He said, I believe. Pray for me. Do you know that man is saved? <laughs> See, if you don't understand this, you know the rule. How did you get saved? I bet nobody did they get saved yet. One told me I watch a fire movie. <laughs> you were not saved though. What is the good news? People have actually said Christianity has made everything look so hard. Who is following me? For a long time I wondered why they called uh, the gospel good news. Someone just. Yeah. I wondered why they called it good news. I was trying to find the good news inside. Because when I read the book of Matthew, I started, I got to chapter 3. It's every tree that my father has not planted, they plucked that and cast into the fire. Ah! So, what is the good news here? John will say, now the axe laid upon the root of the tree. It didn't look like good news. You will see the old, the old Testament. Don't even go there. Praise the Lord. Gospel means good news. Gospel means good news. Tell your neighbor good news. Good news means glad tidings. Something to be excited about. Praise the Lord. I am. <laughs> Let me give you a drama. Right now in this bus, I just want to preach to you the gospel. I want to preach to you the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of you wearing earrings. All of you wearing trousers. You are going to hell. God! That is no good news. Though. That is <laughs> bad news. Even my young man. <laughs> bad news. <laughs> See, uh, there was a time I was so they, they talked about this in you know, me. I became so afraid. There's only one day I finished preaching like this. Finished preaching, I came back. And one man was charging. I don't care if you have been a preacher, but see, help 
just broke down and said, Here you go. He said, You don't even know the sin that will take you to hell. You don't know the sin that will take you to hell. I was not thinking. I cried. I cried all night. I was like, God, reveal to me the sin that will take me. Now, all this is I'm saying is because of where I'm going to. You know, I was crying like that. Even though I have been saved, I do not understand the gospel. Who is following me? The, see, the gospel is not just for sinners. The child of God needs to understand it. That is what makes him strong. It is the same gospel that got you saved. More understanding the gospel gets you edified. More understanding the gospel gets you growing. Who is following me? More understanding the gospel gets you perfected. More understanding the gospel gets your life working in God. Who is following you? So, first of all, what is the news? <laughs> Somebody's laughing. A news is the report of something that has happened. Are you following me? A news is the report of something that has happened. I believe some people are writing. And I will encourage you when you come for church services here, come with a note. Come with a Bible, come with a Bible. Be teaching in it. Because we may not be able to do that now or maybe in the, in the next eight months. When you come to this place, the doctrine of resurrection of the dead, you realize that after here, there is another life. You must, spiritual growth does not end here. Where you, where you get to in your work with God here, you will tell me what you will be and continue there. Please follow me. Can't teach all these things now, but... Spiritual growth is so important. It, it determines what you become here and what you become in eternity. So, you see, the Bible says things like, walk out your salvation with fear and trembling. It's not saying walk out to be saved with fear and trembling. Walk out what God has walked in. Praise God. Well, come with a book, a Bible, be diligent, write. You will learn things, write. Praise the Lord. So, you've gotten what the news is. So, number two, the gospel is good reports or good news about Christ and his kingdom. Matthew chapter 24 from verse 14. Matthew 24 from verse 14. Let me read it out to you. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. You see Jesus even when he's preaching. You see. And Jesus went about all cities preaching the gospel of the kingdom. So number three, Jesus preached the gospel. Matthew 4 from verse 23. 
So I've said three things here. Number one, the gospel means good news or glad and glad tidings, and news is the report of something that has happened. Number two, I said the gospel is the good news or the glad tidings about Christ about, and his kingdom, so it is a message. Number three, Jesus preached the good news. He preached the gospel. And still under number three, Jesus commanded his apostles to preach it. And the apostles preached it. Romans chapter 1 from verse 17. Romans 1 from verse 17. Or let me read from verse 16. Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Are you following me? Or are you following Paul? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. For it is written, the just shall live by faith. It is the power of God unto salvation. Number four. It is a message for everybody. Praise the Lord. It is a message for every creature. Mark 16 from verse 15. Mark 16 from verse 15. And he said unto them, that's Jesus saying unto his apostles, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Did you see that there? To every creature. That point is very important. Every. Now, I need to say this here. For it to be a gospel, a good news for every creature, it has to be relevant to every creature. Who is following me? It has to be relevant to everybody. That is why even though God heals, like physical, physically heals people from sicknesses and diseases, the gospel is not healing. Even though God prospers people, the gospel is not prosperity. Because it's not everybody that is in need, in need financially. Not everybody has a financial need. Not everybody is sick health-wise. Not everybody is facing um, relatable problem. So even though God does all those things, that is not what the gospel is about, primarily. And then somebody is wondering, okay, so, uh, okay, what's the gospel? Finally, the gospel is the message of the church. So quickly, I've given you those five things. The gospel is the message of the church. Why is it called good news? It is called good news because there was a bad news. Praise the Lord. It's called good news because there was bad news. The bad news was that all men are guilty before God. The bad news is that man is condemned in sin. And let me tell you, sin is the reason 
for sickness. Sin is the reason for poverty. Now I will, I will explain that. Let me explain that. Do you know why most people are poor in the world? I know you don't be quick to say it's because of their mindset. Don't be quick to say people are poor because of their mindset. No. Most people are poor in the world because of wickedness. Which following this? Most people are suffering because of wickedness. You know, I have Lord. Wickedness. What caused that sin? When Adam disobeyed God, he he was sold under sin. He became a captive of sin. His nature was changed into darkness. You know when you talk about sin as being saved, you may, especially if you've been in church for a long time, you may be quick to think, oh, it's just a simple thing. It's just, oh, uh, just come out to the altar call and just say something, Lord Jesus. Salvation is the biggest thing that can ever happen to a person. Praise the Lord. Sometimes people are suffering because of darkness in their family. You look at the lives of people. You know how ministering and counseling for a long time. There was no particular time actually acted how to wait for a particular person. It's as if his life was just in patterns. When he gets to this particular point, something just happened. It's, it's as if he even knows. Why is that? Darkness. Adam introduced darkness into his life and the life of every other person in him by accepting what God did not give him. By disobedience to God, Adam came under sin. Adam came under judgment. Fact, for Adam to disobey God, his judgment was death. Who is following me? And just like Adam, every other person who came from Adam is cast out of the garden. There is an enmity between God and man. That's the problem. It is a big problem. Many people are struggling with habits. You know what is working? It's causing them to struggle. Sin is at work. You see, the gospel came to solve two major problems. What I call the power of sin and the penalty of sin. The penalty is the punishment for sin, both in this world and in the world to come. And that punishment is death. Praise the Lord. Death, separation from life. You know, when we did that very detailed study on the gospel the other time, I told you that when the Lord told Adam, the day you eat of this food, you shall surely die. Adam did not ask God, What is death? The physical body dies. 
because the spirit separated from me. Death is not actually the absence of life. It is separation from life. So when Adam separated, ate that fruit, he became separated from God. And as time went on, his spirit had to be separated from his body because the body began to die. The body. That's why if you study Genesis, you realize that as time went on, the number, the age at which people lived began to reduce. Did you, did you notice that? If you have read the Bible, people began to reduce. And this one lived for 900 and something years, and he died. And this one after what, 800 and something years, 700 and something years, like that. It was reducing. Till it became more. Because God actually did not plan for man to die. Man was destined to live forever in this body. The physical body. That's another part of the gospel that you will see here. Christ will come back and call it this body. Those of us who are saved, our bodies will live forever. Praise the Lord. That is why divine healing is a thing of God. Praise the Lord. I can't forget how that, that lady who called me the other time said, I came for that program with a pain in my ear. Very excruciating pain in my ear. And we called for um, those who are sick and she came out. And because I told him, you can come out for yourself or come out for someone. And she came out. I didn't know she came out for herself. I came, thought she came out for her father or something. Later, she messaged me. Said, the pain is gone. I could see the joy in her heart. Eh? No, that, that moment was priceless. Praise God. <laughs> so sin is the problem. The power of sin. The penalty of sin is death. The power of sin also is death. Bible says, if you live under the flesh, you shall die. It is that thing that keeps making you sin. Even when you want to stop, it's producing death in you. But you cannot stop. That's the power of sin. Christ came to deal with this. That was why he came. That's the good news. Because God is perfectly good. Praise the Lord. God is perfectly good. You know, God is not just, let me explain something. For instance, somebody has, has said, um, why did God just pardon people just forgive us like that and we just let God does not just forgive us like that. Do you know that if someone does what is wrong and you let him go without punishing that thing he did, you know you are not just. You may be loving, but you are not just. God is a good God. God is a just God. But God is also a love God. Do you know that if man, if God passed all of us, we will be 
and sent us to hell. He's just for doing so. The way you are, the way man, man is, if God, do you realize that God looked at the world and saw how it was full of evil and iniquity? God said, let's wipe out all the people. And he wiped out everybody. He didn't wipe everybody and start feeling bad and say, oh, why did I wipe them? Oh, he wiped them. They, it was just for them to die. But God is also a love God. God is also a love God. The issue is, if he wipes out the men, they will still produce more men, right? And man from Adam has become sin. Is he going to keep on wiping out everybody like that? Is that going to be the solution to their problem? Who is fooling if he keeps on destroying everybody, okay, all of you are evil. Everybody die. Is that going to be his solution? So God was caught up in between two things. God had to save man at the same time. He had to deal with sin. He had to punish man. So this is justice and mercy crying out. You know, for instance, imagine you are driving and someone hits your car. Or, let me tell you the most serious case. Someone robbed you. Someone, or, or maybe they kidnapped your sister. Hmm? And they caused the kidnappers. What will you say? They caught the kidnappers, the people who, who kidnapped your sister and you paid 10 million and they caught them. They caught the 10 million of them. Caught them. Now, you say, they must be punished. Who will deal with them? Imagine somebody comes and meets you and say, have mercy, please, please, just pardon them. You pardon them. Me, I won't pardon them. Like, like, just pardon them. No. No. They must punish. Then imagine if the police now release them without telling you. Or maybe somebody came and paid for them and released them. Ah! This country! They cannot even do what is right for once. Corruption in this country! Corruption! But imagine now your brother was part of them. And it was not your sister they kidnapped. And you hear that they are going to sentence them to death. You just don't find scripture. Even the lawful captive shall be delivered. <laughs> oh God. Let mercy intervene. Let mercy. You see, man has. You, man will always find a, a problem in being perfectly just and perfectly merciful. Sometimes, for us to be merciful, we have to ignore justice. Please follow me. And that act of knowing justice is evil in itself. Sometimes, to fulfill justice, we have to ignore mercy. And ignoring mercy 
will grieve us. So what will God do? He must punish man, but he must save man. Who is following this? We are going to why the good news is called good news. He must punish man if it's going to be good. And he must save man if it's going to be love. He cannot just turn a blind eye. See, I have I would have shown you how much God loves us. You just miss. Okay, let's not let's assume he didn't love us. Let's assume we're just things he created. So let's assume we are the manufacturer of um no, that one is technical. It's the only engineers who understand. Let's assume you're a tailor. Hey, good. You're a tailor. And you made a dress for someone and someone did not like it. How would you feel in your front? The person is tearing it. This dress is rubbish and it's just tearing it. How would you feel? Won't you say give it back to me first? Eh, give me. Even though it's bad, give me. How do you think God would have felt destroying the very thing he created? His very creation. And his creator was made in his own image. Man, you want to know how God looks? Look at yourself. God looks like us. We look like him. Man looks like God. God has two hands. Are you following me? I know I, I, know I said this thing. Should I tell you why I just said what I said? See, there's a lot of there's a lot of force going around, and the man is not very strong in doctrine. You know, there's a sex of people that teach that man was not made in God's image. That those guys they print a lot of colorful stuff everywhere, and you have to study where to find out what they are saying. They are actually just trying to prove that Jesus is not the Son of God, that Jesus cannot be God, Jesus is not God. They don't want to they, I was studying one of their materials and they said that when God went to see the world, God sent one of his perfect spirits. One of his perfect spirits, and God has many perfect spirits, but this one was very beloved to him. God sent this one that was very dear to him, one of his perfect spirits. <laughs> that is so wrong. It's so wrong. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. Few more minutes and we will be done. So God was caught up in between love and justice. So this is what God did. God said, these people cannot take the punishment for sins. See, even if you try to take the punishment for sins, you will not come out. Let me explain. God gave Adam a perfect life. Who is following me? A perfect human life. A perfect human life. Adam had sinned. For someone to pay for Adam, he had to be a perfect life. Are you getting it? As at, when Adam sinned, his price had dropped. He cannot pay again to get himself back. So even if he put his own blood, eh, he will die and not come out. The reason why 
the blood of Jesus can atone for our sins because Christ was perfect. He lived a perfect life on the earth. He committed no sin, but he paid. And after he paid, he did not need what he paid for. Who is getting me? After Christ died and paid, he did not need what he paid for. So that's why he became available to us. Father, we thank you for understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. God came as man and took the punishment on himself. God came and punished himself for us because he must be just. I follow this. God came and punished himself for man and said, man, you are free now. That was how he dealt with the penalty of sin. He had to be God. Only God could have done that. Only God could have done that. To come as man, punish himself. Do you realize that it was not Satan punishing Jesus? When it was that, it was not Satan that was punished. It was God that was punishing himself. Praise the Lord. Because Satan has already started the punishment since. The punishment... Satan only knew with man. As man sinned like this, he started. The reason why we have a lot of darkness in our world is because man's sin gave him license to begin. You know, when a person has been declared guilty, that's when the police officers can begin to can begin to drag him in here. As long as he's not declared guilty, they can't do anything. But the day they declare this guy, you are a that police officer may not have as much rank as the man they are punishing. He may be a small boy, he may be a thousand in the office. But the day they declare you are that guy guilty, they can begin to oppress. Jesus began to put oppression. He began to unleash his, his gifts or his skills. He began to unleash it in the world. The amount of darkness we have in the world is just Satan at work. That's his display. And let me tell you the truth. As long as you give this world time, as long as you give this world time, it will get worse. The reason why the world has not gotten as worse as it would have been is because Christians are here. Praise the Lord. The Bible says we are the salt of the earth. We are the salt of the earth. You know that salt prevents something from decay. You know that when something is about to decay, you put salt to reduce the rate. It will still decay, but it will reduce the rate at which it will decay. You know, in, in chemistry, they call it an inhibitor. There's a catalyst there, it's an inhibitor. So, it reduced the rate. It's because we are here. That's why we study the book of Thessalonians. The Bible says, when he that let them shall let, then shall be taken out of the way. He's talking about Christians. A time will come when God will take us out of the way. And the full wrath. Praise the Lord. Okay. The Bible says, the soul that sinned shall die. Should be running up in the next five ten minutes. The Bible says the soul that sinned shall die. So Adam was destined for death. His death began that day. So God came and began to pay. What you see, what you see Jesus take on the cross, that was Adam's punishment. Both in this world and the world to come. So Jesus died and went to hell. Who is fooling me? Jesus died and went to hell. 
He went to hell for you and me. See, you can't remove it from the very from the very principles of the gospel. Anybody who believes in Jesus is not going to hell. Anybody who believes in Christ is not going to hell. Somebody says, but what if he continues? He continues in sin. That is why he did not just deal with the penalty of sin. He also dealt with the power of sin. We can't treat that today. How God dealt with the power of sin, the believer cannot continue in sin. Do you understand? The believer cannot make up his mind and say, I remember who read the Bible says, what about the Bible says, if any man sin, look at the expression, if, 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 if. The issue of sin with the Christian is, is if, not when. <laughs> Somebody's laughing. I know people have many questions. And I used to ask them too. So why is it that some people will get born again and will begin to struggle, they are still struggling? All the answers are in the world. Praise the Lord. Amen. Finally, Second Corinthians 5. Second Corinthians 5 from verse 18. And all things are of God. Let me read from verse 17. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things who are, are of God who had reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not in putting their trespasses unto them, and had committed unto us the word of reconciliation. So what is the good news? The good news is that God has solved the problem of man's sin by the payment of Jesus Christ and does not input trespasses again on people. God is not holding you for your sin. That's the good news. God is not holding, even the sin out there, God is not holding him for his sin. That's the good news. Praise the Lord. The good news is that God, in the person of Jesus Christ, has solved the problem of man's sin, and now gives eternal life to all who believe. The Bible says, The thief cometh not but to kill, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they might have what? Life! And have it to the full. I am come that they might have life. You see, the man on the road, he may have money, but he may not have life. Praise the Lord. When I talk like this, don't say, ah, if you don't believe in God's grace, I believe in him too, I over believe in himself. Ah, if not, God's grace, can we even be here? Praise God. 
I came that they might have life. And how did he do it? He did it in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. You see, as Randall, these three things Christ's death, Christ's burial, and Christ's resurrection. And I, if I, I want to add, if you need his ascension. These things form the crucible, the structure of the gospel. See, there is the good news in his death. There's the good news in his burial and his resurrection. If he died alone and did not resurrect, he's good, but something is missing. Who is following me? If he resurrected and he did not ascend into heaven, something is still missing. Who is with me? Every part of this event, remember I said it's news, right? It's report. Every part of this event has a way it affected the human race. Such that the penalty of sin has been paid for and the power of sin has been destroyed. Praise the Lord. And as you begin to study, you begin to understand. Oh, oh. You will now see how the certain terms we use in the Christian faith come about. Born again. You know? <laughs> I went to preach one time. And I asked that someone, are you born again? He said, I'm a Christian, but I'm not born again. I said, God, I'm glad you. I said, you cannot be a Christian without being born again. He said, I'm a Christian, but I'm not born again. I said, what does it mean to be born again? I was shocked. Don't laugh, fool, but I was, if I tell you what the person said, born again is. So born again means to change church now. And I was like, really? I asked the person beside me, what does it mean to be born again? Born again means to be holy, 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 holy. See, see me, I love God, I'm a Christian, but I'm not holy, holy, I'm not holy, holy. Especially this water pot. Ah, God. If you go about it for evaluating for that, you will hear things here. You will be you will be amazed. Praise the Lord. In his death, there was a good news. In fact, we will talk about that one a little bit today. But his death he paid for man's sin. So, what about the man, even though he has paid? What about himself? The man who has become a slave to sin. Paul said. I am kind of, I'm sold on that sleep, on that sin. Let me give you a hint. If Christ died for us and did not resurrect, our sins would have been paid for, but would not have been free to live above sin. That's why you see scriptures like Romans chapter 5. Let's go there. And trust God. Romans 5, after Romans 5, we'll open to 1 Corinthians 15, and 
we will close. Romans 5. Let me read from verse 6. It says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet for adventure for a good man would one even dare to die. But God commended his love. Commended there means God demonstrated his love towards us, in that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Praise the Lord. Verse 10, for even when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his. So, when you were still a sinner, God, by the payment of Jesus Christ, has been appeased. God is no longer, no longer angry with the sinner. Have you heard that scripture in Isaiah chapter 59? They will tell you, um, your sins have separated you from God. That the hand of the Lord is not too short to heal. The ear of the Lord is not too far to hear. But your sins have separated you. Who else knows that scripture? That scripture is no longer relevant again to the to all of us. Because our sins no longer separate us from God. And besides, he was not even talking to us. That's better than I was talking to Israel. <laughs> that scripture is very you know, so the Bible. If you are really thinking, you just you you may burst into laughter. He was talking to Israel. He said, The hand of the Lord, the ear of the Lord is not too far for him to hear, but your sins are separated. He was talking to them, but they were hearing him. They were hearing him. He was telling Israel about not going to worship idols and they kept on going to worship idols and now the war had come the, the enemies of Israel had come and overrun Israel even in that scripture God, still, God was the one that went out of his way to reach out to them every single time God was, was the one that went out of his way to reach out to men because man on his own is without strength that's why it says there when we are yet without strength Christ died for your godly and now be reconciled to God by the death of his son we shall be saved by his life so, salvation really is actually by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Who is following this? Even though he died by his death, he has reconciled us. But salvation truly is by his resurrection. It is his resurrection that makes us new. Praise the Lord. Now, some questions that you need to ask and I will answer next week Sunday. How does his resurrection make me new? At what point did I get connected to Christ that when he rises from the dead, I become new? Who is following me? We'll answer that next week. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. Are you blessed? Yes, sir. <laughs> the Bible says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God. What we are saying, what we are, as I'm discussing this with you, a part of you may feel like Okay, he just told us something as an explaining stuff here. How how does it affect me? Who are that kind of thinking? 
<laughs> you thought about it, back? Okay. So he has told us about these things that Christ has done. How do I come in? What do I do? Just believe it. Praise the Lord. Paul said, "It is the power of God unto salvation. It has pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe." Bible says, "It has pleased God by the foolishness of preaching." This thing we just did, if we finish and close the Bible, the Bible says it has pleased God. I noticed that people, they like action. Who is following me? I was praying for a woman one the other time, and I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because she's healed in Jesus' name. She made she said amen. You know that she was like, so is this, with all my problem, this is how you are going to pray for me. So the next time I said, to help her faith, I know what I will do. I had to wear Father! In the name of Jesus! Every devil we cast you out! You wish you were shouting Amen! 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 Amen. Ah, yes! 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 After the whole thing, thank you for the very powerful prayer. This prayer. Oh! Oh, so I see what? Volume. The volume changed everything. You see, human beings, they live in the flesh. They have lived in the flesh for a long time. So it has to sound big, to look big. But God is not like that. God is the spirit. As you are telling him, Christ has paid for your sins. God is working inside you. He may not feel anything right now, but if he believes it, work has started. <laughs> the Bible says, but we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. As I began to walk with God and minister to people, I now learned that it's not by shouting. It's not by shouting. Oh! The time I finally felt it was by shouting. That day, they did not know where I was coming from. I felt that if I want to, I would use bass voice. In the name of Jesus. It's not by the bass voice, it's by the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Many people, they have been following base boys and they miss God. <laughs> Sometimes people, the Bible says, people, they have been deceived from the simplicity that is in Christ. Okay, you tell a man, you tell a man, Christ has paid for your sins. He has died for you. There's a record to make you new. Believe it. So that's all. You say, no steps to... You say, that's all. Accept it. That it is, it is yours. Huh? I said, no all night. <laughs> See, listen, I'm saying, people are so used to works mentality. They are used to, I've done a preaching before, and the lady said, No, we need to pray that God will save my soul. We need to pray to go and do all night. God, save my soul, save my soul. See, your salvation is in accepting that you rose from the dead. Chapter me, Christ rose from the dead. Rose from I believe it. I believe it. That's what makes you say. Romans chapter 10, from verse 10. It says, If thou shalt believe in thy heart and confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that God rose, raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Ah! A man who believes it, all God wants you to do is to hear it, believe it, and it bestows eternal life on you. Tell them I receive eternal life. I receive eternal life. This is the gospel that God 
man's problem of sin by taking the punishment for it and bestows eternal life on those who believe. Praise the Lord. He has taken the, the punishment. Hmm. And every other thing that follows it. The Bible says the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. See that follows it. He took it. Sickness that follows it. He took it. Condemnation that follows it. He took it. Praise the Lord. Say after me, I believe the gospel. My last scripture, like I promised you. 1 Corinthians 15. Edima, why are you laughing? Because you know that will not be the last scripture back. <laughs> it says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. <laughs> First of all, that which I also received. How that Christ died according to the scriptures. And he was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. Verse 5. And that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. And after that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are falling asleep. So praise the Lord. That was, that was the gospel Paul preached to them. That he died, he was buried, and he rose according to the scriptures. See, as simple as it is, accept it. John chapter 1. Sorry, oh, we did. Yeah. Best, Bible, verse to verse, verse to verse. <laughs> we are a teaching ministry, amen. Bear with me, verse to verse. As I just said, John, somebody looked at me, ah, from here to here, bear with me. From verse 11, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as men that received him, to them he gave what? Power. Say after me, I have received power. To become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Let's see, you see those ones or what? I think. Say after me, I have received power. I'm a child of God. I believe on his name. Christ has died for my sins. He has taken the punishment for my sins. And he has destroyed the power of sin in my life. Because I believe on his name. Stand up, let us give him praise, exalt him, bless his name. So brother, bless him, bless him, bless him. Father, we thank you for what you've done for me. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. I thank you for your death. I thank you for your burial. I thank you. I thank you because I've been justified freely. I've been made free. I've been made free. I've been made free. You have taken the punishment for my sins. 
You have taken the punishment for my sins. You have taken the punishment for my sins. I have received power to become your son. I have received power to become your son. Now begin to declare, Lord, I will not despise what you've done for me because it's simple. I will not despise the gospel because it's simple. I will not despise it cost your life. I will not despise it because it's simple. Many people they despise these things. They say, What is that? <laughs> I will not despise it because it's simple. I rejoice in what you've done for me. I accept your free gift. Your free gift of justification. Thank you, Father. So I